Melbourne Demons Fan Podcast. Meets, you've had one of your characteristic mood swings and you now think we can win the premiership. Explain yourself. So, I've had a really good week um, and it sort of all started with uh, getting free tickets to Hamilton yesterday, which was incredible and we went to see it. Uh, Best show of our lives. That was very good. It was incredible. Yeah. So that was like a real sort of, that set the tone for the, for the week, you know? And then after that, I just, I've ruminated about the game this weekend and I just kind of thought, yeah, why not? We can win. Why not? So your reasons for thinking the Ds come in the Premiership are Hamilton was amazing. Yeah. And why not after we beat the Western Bulldogs? Yeah, basically. I just, I'm on a bit of a life high. You know what I mean? I'm on a real life high. So I think that things are going well for me. Right. So I think things are going to go well for my football team too. Interesting. Yeah. Well, usually the I've also Ds... had a shot before this, uh, <laughs> before we record this podcast. I'm sure so no one can why. tell. Yeah. yeah. Well, usually the Ds don't track personal successes. In fact, what I find is usually when I'm really up and about, life is good. That's when they're the just Ds really up and wait for the moment to Interesting. destroy me. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, let's just test this theory this week. It'll be interesting to see. Well, let's talk about the dogs game. Um, Which very, feels like a while away now. Well, it was, given we're recording quite late in the week. Right. Why was that, Kieran? <laughs> was it because you were in Hawaii? I was in Hawaii. On a sojourn? Yeah. On a mid-season break? A mid-season break. needed to freshen up you know, yeah. before, the, before the end of the season. Just I, st- I still watched the rig. game while everyone was out and about partying in Honolulu on Friday night. I was watching Melbourne uh, defeat the Western Were Florida. you actually? Uh, I mean, it was a holiday with my dad. There wasn't I mean, much that's happening, true. But... It's like the over-60s uh, crowd <laughs> of Honolulu. Yeah. Um, so it's a late... Late week, but that's good because we'll be brief about the dogs game. It is very unmemorable, I thought. Really, I thought the third quarter was amazing. Yeah, but the dogs are a terrible third quarter team. I mean, they don't have bunt. Their team is just garbage needs. I mean, look, in my def- in in their defence, I think that that quarter was so impressive that it felt like it was more than just the dogs being bad. It felt like that Melbourne were actually playing really well in terms of the beautiful palm down to, you know, yeah. to Brayshaw or to Petrarca or to Harms or whoever it was. And then going out of the center. Like that was beautiful. Like, cause usually even when we are destroying teams, yeah. like for example, in the Carlton game, it's not like we were, you know, doing passages of play like that. That's true. And look, that it was It was good. beautiful to watch. But can I tell you why I wasn't so blown away by the game? I mean, that was a nice third quarter. But yeah. It, in the first half, we really struggled with contested Really balls. struggled, yeah. And with Varney out, and he's going to be out potentially for the rest of the regular season. Yeah. That's going to be an issue. And there was no real reason for us to struggle with that. I mean, no. we still had Gorn dominating the first half. No, exactly. Still had Oliver, Brayshaw. Yeah. I don't know why that really happened. Yeah, it was a very interesting... It was a, it was a very underwhelming first half. But, you know, they clicked into gear and... Um, the third four, and third or fourth quarters were pleasing, so that's something. They did, but I don't know. I'm much less enthusiastic than you because I think our backline is still pretty meh. I mean, Josh Shackey looked pretty good in the first half, I thought. Do you think so? I do, yeah. It was like I mean, you looked McCartan okay. one week, Shackey yeah, the other. Yeah, I know, like, we're just playing on like... dud, high draft pick forwards yeah. we play into form. It's lucky Tom Boy wasn't playing, otherwise he would have <laughs> kicked like six on us or something. Yeah. Um, no, I agree with that. I, I kind of also think we need to play Spargo for the rest of the year. That was something that I really noticed. You know, he's just got a bit of class when it comes to finishing and when it comes to kicking into the forward line. I think of all our great half, half forwards, he's probably the one who's earned. I agree. He's very consistent. Yeah. Yeah. There's really no reason to drop him. Yeah. Him. What did you make of JKH's game? You know, JKH he tries had nearly his best. 10 tackles. Yeah, he's all right. I just, I don't really see what his X factor is. Yeah. Um, I mean, for now, I'm happy to keep giving him a couple of games. I'm but... not happy to just sort of keep 
chopping and changing the team, right? Yeah. So if he's in the team and he, look, I mean, he did lay 10 tackles and, and maybe he was doing some work off the ball that we weren't really noticing. But if he was, if he's applying pressure, right, that's, we, we lack good pressure in the forward line. So, you know, to that extent, maybe he has a role. Um, yeah, but we've got all these small forwards and clearly our aim is to have pressure players. Otherwise, some of them play, are not very good pressure players, Kieran. Well, they need to be, right? Yeah. Otherwise, we'd play the weed or Pedersen or something right. like a more contested map. But we're going for pressure. We need those guys to do that. Right. right, but I think he is doing that. I don't know. Yeah. At least I think he did it last week. So I don't think it was a total bust of a game from him. Though he probably would want to have more of an output in the next couple of weeks if he wants to be able to maintain his spot. Right. So needs. My big question. Yeah. Viney last year went down just when the team was rolling. Yeah. We're looking at top four. Yeah. Does Viney being out for the next few weeks mean we don't make the finals? So it's interesting. I have like the inverse perspective on this. We were playing our best football last year when we had no players. We went to West Coast. We went to Perth Stadium and had like no, you know. But who was the star? Viney. True. Okay. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. But... You know, we had. To, we, I feel like we did have some good wins without Viney, didn't we? I think we did, but the ones that really stick in my mind I know, are the Port Captain, Adelaide win. Yeah, we when Viney was unbelievable. Yeah, in the it was first incredible. Um, I'm trying to think about. Did he play against Adelaide? No, Adelaide? no, he did play against Adelaide. Yeah, yeah, Jesse didn't. I can't think of many. I mean, maybe our listeners will tell us, but I think he generally plays. When yeah, we have you're these right. Huge wins. He does. He does. And and he and his injury is bigger than most. I mean, look. Uh, I don't know. I, think I mean, big difference is Gorn is playing and playing well, unlike last year. Gorn is, Gorn is, let's just put it on the record, Gorn is the best player in the competition at the moment. And it's, it may go down as a, the greatest Melbourne player of all time. Well, I mean, <laughs> just cool. I'm, I'm just going to put it out there. Bit. No, he will. He will. <laughs> the greatest Melbourne player of all time. Yeah, he will. By the end of his career, Gorn Jeez. is going to go down as the greatest Jeez. Melbourne player of all time. I put a poll up saying the best Melbourne player this millennium, and I no. thought that was a solid call. No, I don't think so. All time. Of all time. Okay, well. He is He is so far and away our best player at the moment that it yeah. is like, it is the gap between him and Oliver and Brayshaw and everybody else in the team is so wide. I don't actually that think... That's absurd. The, I don't think the gap between him and Oliver is super wide. I, I would Obviously, disagree. I mean, they're completely different He's players. taking marks everywhere on the ground. I understand. No, Gorn is playing amazingly, but Oliver is still in the top three or four in the league for a contested ball. Yeah, I mean, I agree. But Gorn is also a contested beast. Yeah. No, he's he's playing absolutely he is, he is Honestly, we need to start talking about his... his season this year in the same way that people were talking about dusty season last year right. that is how influential he is being on games he's, he's been incredible brilliant. And, I, and i just worry that it won't get rewarded yeah i mean ruckman often don't get the credit although he is a big personality he's, he's got a big beard you can't miss him really yeah he's a 208 centimeter behemoth he's honestly just ginormous all right fine maybe greatest melbourne player of all time is a bit extreme but i think but this like, millennium i mean this, oh, look it hasn't been the greatest millennium no it's been a pretty miserable millennium but, but if you factor in we've had some good players i mean neat's played um, he won at least one Coleman, maybe yeah. two this, this millennium. Um, millennium's a bit arbitrary. I don't know why I got into it. But, yeah, you're uh, really into millennium. <laughs> uh, Travis Johnston was top four in the Brownlow. You think Gorn is inferior to Travis Johnston? Uze as well, top four. Uh, Shane Moorwood. Let's not who forget Shane Moorwood. Who was more who influential? Yeah, well, who was more influential on their team, though, than Max Gorn? That, and then maybe this is Max why... Max Gorn or Shane Moorwood? Is that the question? Well, yeah, but maybe this is why I'm saying that I, I elevate him so highly. I don't think we've ever had a player at Melbourne who is as influential. We've had a lot of really great players, yeah. but not as influential in everything they do. 
No, the, you know? the, the team is so dependent it's on so, him. It's so, that's what, that's, I think that's the thing I find. So maybe this is why, I, when I say greatest player of all time, it's, it's, it's more about their influence on the game, right? And their ability to like drag a team across the line. Right. Because honestly, we would have been gone in that, t- on that game, the dogs game, if not for gone. I agree. I agree. He's brilliant. And particularly in defense. Oh, He's As like taking over Lever's, Lever's role. He's running himself ragged, Maxi. We just need him everywhere. Yeah. And it's confirming what I think we've discussed before is he really needs to be the sole Ruckman. Oh, he just likes being he the sole He likes being the sole Ruckman. Yeah. And then every time we bring someone in to give him a chop out, he doesn't play that well. No, he doesn't like it. Um, so as long as he can keep the fitness up, it's brilliant. Oh, he must just be, he must be so fit. Do you think he's still on the darts or is he <laughs> given that up? I reckon he's done with the darts. Do you reckon? Yeah. How is he so fit? I don't know. Yeah. yeah he's in ripping Nick. Incredible. Um, Neats. We're going to bring back a, a segment we haven't had for a few weeks, um, although we could have. Yeah. Um, the Damien Barrett Award for Outstanding Football Journalism. Oh, interesting. Who do you give this award to this week? Um, once again, as it often is, it goes to Damien Barrett. Oh, I thought it went to Mark <laughs> Robertson. <laughs> really, it's only ever gone to two people. Yeah. Uh, no, I feel like it could go... It could This week, to be honest, it could have gone to Caro. Did you watch the Sauce Caro interview on Footy Classified? No. Oh, uh, it was fascinating viewing. And honestly, like... Carrie, I find I have an affection for her because I just think she's so ridiculous sometimes. But this was absurd. Basically, she just she she just like lies about on TV blatantly about articles that she has written, which 100% have her name attached to them. And it's just it's quite comical to watch. But you should definitely you should definitely watch it because it's good entertaining viewing. Okay, I'll check it out. And it's also fun because you know you hear all like the ominous Carlton music, like you know are they in disarray? Like what's going to happen? You know. My favourite Caro moment for the week is when, when she asked on the uh, Age Football podcast whether Cam Rayner is eligible for the, for the NAB Rising Star. What? Um, clearly, she didn't realise he was the number one draft pick oh last God, year. Oh, God, okay. <laughs> um, let me get back to Damien Barrett. Oh, yeah, sorry. So, last week's Sliding Doors, yeah. a segment that we follow very closely, as I'm sure everyone else does. He said, when looking at the Western Bulldogs, if back soreness is the real reason Boyd is not playing, then that's a shame. So essentially he's implying that Boyd isn't playing because of his depression issues or God knows what. Just random innuendo, right? Random yeah. innuendo. And through the week, thankfully, Luke Beveridge called him out on it and said, you know, that's a terrible thing to say. Terrible thing someone. to say to yeah. someone with to no apply. evidence. Yeah. And Barrett didn't apologize, didn't do anything, just made some other oblique bullshit call in his sliding doors this week talking about how Beveridge gets annoyed at him unnecessarily and will take offense at anything. No, I think think Barrett also said something else silly where he was like, oh, well, um, you know, Luke Beveridge is the one who's dragged Tom Boyd's name through the mud, you know, in responding to my comments from Sliding Doors last week, which doesn't make any sense. He's just a complete shitster. He is honestly, he makes absolutely no sense. He's, He's a bizarre human being. And I wanted to tell our listeners about a little game that we play that you might find interesting. Oh, no, interesting. don't tell people about that game. <laughs> we play Do games. We, we have not played this game many times. Kira, this does not need to be on air. Fine. Because people will think we're tragic. Okay. We play a game oh. called the Sliding Doors Game. And we played this once, okay? We played it four times. We have not played it four times, it, it, that it, is not it requires, it requires two people that really know sliding doors and really, really, well, really know Damien Barrett, is he? <laughs> and what he does, he has, he has a formula for his comments on every single club. Yeah. Um, and really, there's a few key dimensions. So they include picking out a random player from um, a, another club just to prove he knows random people. Yeah, like so Brendan Whitecross. Brendan Whitecross. Let's talk about Brendan Whitecross. Yeah. No one is interested in Brendan Whitecross, yeah. but he's trying to prove he actually knows something. Then he has this vague speculation, like the Boyd thing. 
He'll never give you any content. He never detail. actually says anything to the content. So he can't be pinned down. Yeah. He can't be falsified. Yeah. Just throws it out there. And then he takes these pointless stands on things. Yeah. That he changes four weeks later. Yeah, it's bizarre. Like, you know what? If everyone's off Fremantle, I'm still with Russ the boss. Yeah, it makes sense. And absolutely then four weeks no later. Sense. I'm now less on with Russ the boss. It's one so more week I'll give him. It's like no one cares, Barrett, whether you're on Russ or not. How is he employed at AFL.com? It's a disgrace. It's honestly extraordinary. Um, so the game, with all that in mind, oh, no. is to don't, read, the club, read the club and your partner you know, says what Damien Barrett would say in response to that club for the week. I would suggest you do it. Please tell us about your AFL.com.au games. Do you think other people have games? Yeah, we're editing this out of the podcast. <laughs> there is absolutely no way this is going to be on the podcast. Well, I did the editing, so it's in. Um, all right, Nitz. Different segment. The Rowan Bale Award for most underrated performance. Go. Who have you got? I'm orchestrating a silent protest <laughs> because you're going to go to air with that material. That's no, really I won't. Embarrassing. I'll, I'll do it. Okay. Who have you got? Rowan Bale Award. Do I have to say Chompers? He did such a great job in, on Jack McRae. Um, and really limited his influence in the second half, which was really impressive. Maybe yeah. he can be the sort of tagger that we've been searching for. You know what? Yeah, he seems pretty fit. Yeah, um, he's very fit. I mean, I still think that role should go to Neil Bullen, but that's <laughs> mostly... That's because we'd see it as a pathway to the VFL. <laughs> we should say, in fairness, Nibbler could have gotten the award this week. He was pretty good. He actually was all right last week, I have to say. He's very good in 50-point wins. That's one thing I'll say for him. Mm, real downhill scale. <laughs> he's, a, he's a bit of a downhill scale. Mm. But yeah, Chompers kept him to 10 second half I thought Chompers did a really good job, honestly. Yeah. He did a really, really, really good job. Great defensive pressure. It was excellent. Um... Let's talk to the, about the Cats game. Neats, you've been WhatsApping everyone who listened. I really have. more excited about this game than any game in Do you know, like, the last I am, actually. Years, so. Yeah, no, I'm not. No, maybe not more than 50 years. But I am really excited about this game. I just kind of think, you know, this is character-defining, season-on-the-line kind of stuff. It is. So let's relish it. Right. If we lose this, I still find it hard to believe we make the finals. I don't think we will I don't make think the we finals. Can. We win this, I think that Adelaide, Adelaide and Adelaide is just too t- difficult a task. West Coast. Um, West Coast in Perth. And Sydney, even, even GWS and Sydney. GWS and Sydney at the G. I mean, yeah. you know, we don't play that well at the G, right? So it's not... And they have every, these teams have everything to play for. Right. Um, it's not like any of... You know, so the only real win we can bank on is Gold Coast. And so I think, honestly, this is a real character-defining um, moment for us. It's a fair point. I, you'd have to argue that this is probably would be our biggest win in the last, I don't know, 10 or 15 years, given the context of the season. 100%. Obviously, yeah. last year's West Coast win was great, but it's earlier in the season. Yeah. Right now, it's really on the line. This is pretty much like, if this sets us up for a finals tilt, 100%. Okay. So this is this is a big moment. And, you know, there's some really bad injuries. Hibbert being out, don't love. Obviously, oh, where did that pretty, come from? I know, absolutely nowhere. Apparently, he was like in the last minute or something of training, and he couldn't really walk properly after that. So, yeah. that was a bit bad. Um, the only thing I would say is that Hibby hasn't been in amazing form this year. So, I know, but our like defense is our defense is so bad anyway. Already. I know it's not really. Oh, I and know. I mean, Joel Smith, he was okay, but coming back in doesn't really inspire that much confidence. I know. It's real, It's such a shaky defense. Honestly, we need, like, Gorn to be taking intercept marks everywhere on the right. back line, which, you know. Well, they've been playing Fritsch in defense a bit, which doesn't look too bad. I mean, he's, he's a, such a versatile player, but still, it doesn't. it's not a great back line, particularly when Hawkins is in ripping form at the moment, actually. He played a really good game against Adelaide. Um, so, you know, and Henderson's back, so they could Henderson's really stretch back. us by playing yeah. either him up forward or I don't know what they'll do with I her. mean, I think we're just going to have to beat them for speed, honestly. I mean, that's all we can really, I mean, not that we're the fastest team going around, but like we're good, decent runners. Yeah. So sort of okay runners, maybe I should say, but I, I don't know. I just, I don't really see how we're going to possibly beat them in terms of like intercepting ability. Huge game for, ability. huge game for Dom Tyson this week. 
Oh, I feel like this is career make or break right now. You know, right. he'll be back in the middle, which is where he's... He'll be playing his role. Yeah. Inside midfielder under Gorn, which is yeah. good. Who's I mean, who in... else would you want to be under, right? Oh, correct. Yeah. But I think this is a real make or break moment for him, you know. If yeah. this doesn't work out, I think it's probably curtains. So do you think we can win this game? Yeah, I do. I do. I really do. And I know that sounds farcical, but I just think these are the... You know, I think I was watching the Brisbane game... Um, against Hawthorne. I love Brisbane. Mm. I just, I absolutely love them. I think that they're such an exciting team. But, you know, there's some real, there's just heart and there's real soul and I don't know, this is, this is it. So your main cause of optimism for this week are Hamilton and the Brisbane Lions winning the game. Yeah, I'm, I'm inspired. <laughs> okay. God, I'm supposed to you is just doom and gloom about everything. Do you just want to uh, tip a loss every week? Jeez. Well, I don't know. I mean, last, last time Hogan got blanketed by Blixarv. So I think that's going to be really the key. If Hogan has a good game, we have a chance. Yeah, I mean, look, I think we have a 208 centimetre advantage in the, in the midfield, right? right? Right now, they have no... Their Ruckman is Reece Stanley. Yeah, that's, that's not true. very prompt. That's, that's a massive advantage. That's a huge advantage, but yeah. they're just going to know that they... Need, they the problem is, is we need to avoid other people roving to Gorn. So, you know, hopefully... Right. Those other people being Dangerfield and Selwood and Co. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, I... Love the optimism. I want to believe. I do not believe. Right I now. do. I always. You always have to believe, Kieran. Okay. Um, Got to believe in you, something. You frequently don't believe, but all right. I know. It's you know. Honestly, Hamilton has really instilled <laughs> this like optimism in me. You're right. It really has. Hamilton, the Brisbane Lions. That's just my. That, that's just what gets me up and about every morning. All right. Well, hopefully, our bunch of scrappy outsiders can pull off a win this week. Um, we'll be back uh, in a few days after the game to discuss. The crucial game. Um, and until then, please follow us on Facebook and tweet us. Uh, go Dees. Go Dees.